Welcome to the PA Sprint Series podcast, where we talk about race saver sprint cars and showcase the drivers, teams, and history of the most competitive sprint car series in the country. I'm Stephanie Dodson, former driver and current announcer for the series, and I'm joined by Rod Ort, regional director. Coming up on this show, we'll debrief last weekend, discuss what's on the horizon now that tracks are operational again, and we'll talk with our guests, driver Christian Rumsey and his dad, AJ Rumsey, out of Middletown, New York, the victors at Sealands Grove this past weekend. Welcome to the podcast. All right, Rod. So I figured we'd talk a little bit about what happened this past weekend. We finally got the first race for the PA Sprint Series under underway. 51 cars, which was impressive. Um, and I thought um, for the most part, um, it was very, you know, successful. We didn't have yeah. a whole Yeah, it went pretty well. I, I mean, we basically went from not knowing when we would race to Hey, we think we're going to race, and and now we've we've got to get everybody lined up, pre-registered. Um, yeah, it was a ton of work because there's a lot of regions not racing. Um, people with questions, you know, how to re- pre-register and stuff. We got a lot of people to jump on a website and register, talk to them about their paperwork, their their hard cards, and those kind of things. Make sure we had all those uh, things uh, lined up before they came on on Saturday, um, obviously, you know, you and Frank and Dave and Desiree and everybody pitching in to, to get everybody registered, signed in, in the right order, get the paperwork right. Um, went really well. I thought. I, I think so too. I mean, not, not every race saver series, um, asked their drivers to, um, pre-register. Um, so that's kind of, a foreign concept to some teams but I think you know in the midst of you know the COVID stuff and tracks wanting to know how many cars to expect uh, drivers did a really nice job uh, with pre-registering and trying to get that figured out Um, but maybe you could touch on you know what are some other advantages to or other reasons for pre-registering. Well, it's, it's, it's always kind of been part of our thing. Um, and especially with the fact that we race a lot of places where we're a couple of divisions deep and, um, the tracks want to know where they're going to park us, who's coming, how many are coming. Um, beyond that, you know, you've done a great job with organizing the, the data that we use on the racetrack to, to use, uh, on the announcing system to promote the teams and their sponsors and get that right. So if they're pre-registered, we we know they're coming. We can kind of look at that and make sure that we don't, um, you know, we have that all polished up as well as we can before that, before race night. Um, and as well to, to make sure uh, we're checking off all the paperwork um, with us racing, you know, different, uh, you know, different areas and different tracks. Um, we don't know if we've seen people the first time or not. So uh, as you know, we're checking them off. Did we get their IMCA card done? Have we checked through their, their hard card and everything? We see over 120 teams a year. Um, and, and usually we see a hundred of them by July. So um, we got 51 of them out of the way already. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's again, what I was going to say, you know, on Saturday, some drivers uh, didn't have, 
their actual card with them that they had the receipt that they paid for IMCA license. But because everything was so unknown, they didn't pay for a license yet, not knowing if they were going to race or not. So I think um, the drivers were excited that they were able to, you know, get on the track and, um, you know, especially also in regards to pre-registering, because you we get such large car counts, like you were saying, you know, 100 by July or whatever, um, you know, we're, we're trying our best to help promote drivers and teams. And, you know, we can do that better if, and we're all volunteers here, so we can do that better if drivers and teams, you know, update their profile and um, pre-register online. Yeah, we, we've added another layer there too this year. For example, the VP um, Racing uh, Lubricants sponsorship this year that Ken Duke um, pulled together for us. Um, that's an opt-in thing, not, you know, uh, what we're trying to do with the whole coupon uh, program and sponsor, affiliate sponsors is to, um, is get, if somebody wants to sponsor something, we want to get it to somebody that wants it. Um, and in the case of the VP oils, maybe you, you have an oil sponsorship or you have a commitment or some, you know, an oil that you really like a VP would like to, to reach out to you. So um, we, you know, I built into the, the webpage an opt-in system and then, you know, the VP logo shows up beside uh, the team that night whenever they're giving away a case of oil and, you know, you know who they're affiliated with as well on their team page and stuff. So it helps us promote the, the teams a little better. It drives the also serves to drive them to the web page and make sure they're checking in there for the the team news. Um, real important during the last week where we're we're talking about some things behind the scenes to to make sure that teams are prepared and organized. Uh, the tracks really like it when we come in and everybody's you know all those uh, all those pins are set up and ready to go. You know. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, Saturday was evidence of that. I mean, we brought in a, a ton of teams. Um, it was Seal and Grove's first race of the season, especially with all these extra COVID measures. You know, everybody was really just trying to have things running smoothly. And, you know, after the registration process, um, you know, I was really proud of the drivers on the track. I felt like, you know, they all you know, a lot of them, it was their first race of the season, unless they went out West or, you know, to Roaring Knob. And, um, you know, they really respected each other on the track. The, we didn't have any accidents. Um, you know, the rookies did a phenomenal job. Uh, I think the only cautions that we ever had were due to like mechanical failures or tires going down and, you know, maybe just a couple of spin outs that didn't collect anybody. Yeah, I think I thought everybody did a real good job in the pits, on the track, um, everything. Um, something we really expect from our teams all the time, but um, just a good group. And we saw a lot of new faces from other areas. It was neat. And, um, you know, I think Race Saver is, is kind of that way across the country. It's grassroots. It's uh, uh, good racing people, but uh, very, very competitive. Um, but, uh, you know, they keep it in perspective. Yeah. Now I know one thing, Rod, you know, there was a lot of concern about some of the, uh, tires, um, going down quickly at the end of the race there. It's gotta be tough for a track, uh, you know, first race of the season, uh, with track prep and everything. 
Yeah, we I'm talking to Steve Inch um, all night Saturday, and I mean, it was it was obvious that there was a concern pretty early there, and um, you know, in talking with Steve Inch during the you know, the night, and then um, he had had a few concerns during the race. The track surface is really smooth. It's wide. It's it's uh, it's a great racing surface. Um, just for whatever reason, was a little bit abrasive. They they made an improvement to that on on Sunday night by doing some things a little different, but. We had to keep in mind that these guys have been shut down since last, you know, fall. And um, now they're uh, coming in to prep a track for the first time, um, you know, after being off for a long time. And the first time they're doing it, you know, the first day, uh, almost in June. Um, so, you know, none of the none of the old standards apply. They, they did a real good job. Um, uh, they, they did uh, come back and, and kick a little money, extra money into the, um, the B, paid the, the B main for us like we normally do. Um, they went ahead and did that, even though they had not planned to because of, uh, of that. And, um, you know, if we have another good car count this week, um, uh, you know, I think they, uh, they plan to pay that B main. Uh, again, we're going to post something on uh, uh, the team section to detail that. But all in all, um, you know, they're, they're doing a, they did a real good job and um, really happy to, to be at Sealands Grove. I know a lot of the teams are excited to be there. And um, we, we got the first one off the list and on with the rest of the season. Yeah, and Rod, you know, it was cool. There was a fan sponsor that offered up some extra money. So Modern Heritage uh, gave $100 to the B main winner and 50 to the C uh the c winner and so that was really cool um to see fan support um sponsoring us there yeah they they originally came in and said uh, can we give 150 bucks and make it 500 to win you know kind of thinking the 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 old school way of uh you know all the money at the front deal um and uh you know we uh sean there at the racetrack knew that we we typically like to spread it out and um check with us and and we had the suggestion to to split it up into B and a C main. Um Modern Heritage came back and said, look, you know, we're we just want to support the series, so that sounds good to us. Um and and they they uh you know plugged that into the B and a C main. You know, spread it out. Every, everybody needs a little bit of something and that's that's kind of how we do the whole purse thing. And um I think I hope we made a new friend there in, in uh, Modern Heritage. Yeah, so for listeners who don't know, Sean Browse is the announcer at Sealands Grove, and uh, Steve Inch is the promoter there for listeners who may not be familiar. Um, and, you know, we just got done talking to uh, Christian and AJ Rumsey, who's going to be coming up on the show. And one thing that they mentioned was they feel like the purse structure is what helps keep the series fun. Um, and so they're traveling from Middletown, New York, to join us and have fun with us. And I think the listeners are going to enjoy hearing from um, the driver and his dad in this episode yeah um i i think uh, i think this is a real good interview coming up um and another another great story living a dream in race saver awesome well let's go talk to christian and his dad all right we're here with driver christian rumsey and his dad aj rumsey both out of middletown new york team that won this past Saturday at Seals Grove Speedway, the first race for the Pennsylvania Sprint Series here in Pennsylvania. We're also joined by Rod, Christian, and AJ. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. 
So did you get any sleep uh, since you won last night, or are you guys still on cloud nine? I uh, got some sleep. You had to get back to work, so everything had to go back to normal. Yeah, I was I was going to go to sleep, and then Rod messaged me to say that the video was on the uh, page from Victory Lane, and I woke up, and then I couldn't go back to sleep because I was all amped up from that. <laughs> uh, so it's my fault. Okay. <laughs> I, was all, I was almost going to get some sleep, but then I saw that, and I'm like, oh, I'm done now. I was. I have to say, I was really proud of uh, Desiree filling in for uh, Christy this year, and um, not only did she get the video, she got some pictures. She did a good job, so uh, I was really happy with that. Well, AJ, you wouldn't. You didn't need a microphone. I think we could hear you straight across the grandstands. Uh, Christian, he's he was one proud dad. That was really exciting. Yeah, he, he always he always is. <laughs> oh, always loud. <laughs> Yeah, you'll always know when I'm around, that's for sure. You don't need to see me, you'll hear me. <laughs> well, we also watched um, your dad's video of the race, and, you know, Doug was leading just before you took the lead, and when Doug's tire went down, your dad cheered so loud, and I said, all right, it's okay, we don't take any offense to that. We're still happy for you guys. Yeah, no, that certainly wasn't uh, geared towards that. I was just, I, I just couldn't believe that we actually got the lead, and we're, you know, with two to go, that, I, I just couldn't even believe we were in position to even win that race starting 14th. I, the goal before the race was like, all right, let's get a top five. I thought that was a realistic goal. And, and for the first time in a long time, things kind of fell in our, in our lap that we had good luck instead of bad luck. You know, we usually yeah. get the other side of it. Absolutely. And that was just kidding. There was no offense taken whatsoever. You were really excited and rightfully so all the way from 14th. So um, you guys hail all the way out of Middletown, New York. Uh, what is it about Race Saver that draws your commitment to travel to central Pennsylvania? Uh, I think it's mainly the competition. Uh, you know, Pass has strong drivers week in, week out. The tracks are always at its best. And I think it just goes from there. We had a lot of the visitors that came in. Um, we had some new faces from different places because of, you know, other regions haven't opened. And we, we welcomed a lot of new people in. I tried to get around, even though I was wearing a mask and stuff, I tried to get around and, and talk to people, see how they liked it. And um, they were all like, you know, man, this is great in here. We got to come back. But you got a lot of good racers, you know. Um, and we've been doing it for 20 years. I mean, we're, we're pretty deep here in, in Central PA. You've got a lot more races to have the practice and, and certainly um, plenty of tracks and, and plenty of racers to have competition against. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's like we were talking. I think Pennsylvania is certainly the strongest region in the country as far as sprint cars. And that's certainly a big draw to us is that, you know, like I was saying is, you know, if you can be successful and, and run up front, in Pennsylvania, it, no, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's a 410 or a 305. If you're running up front in PA, you're you're really doing something right, and that's certainly a big accomplishment. That that what we did Saturday night, it's still almost surreal. <laughs> well, and I I did want to make the point the before I forget about it. You know, from 14th, you know, it was a bit of a race of attrition, but. Um, you know, I don't think it was a situation where you got it because the other ones went away. I mean, you, you were on the move before the, you know, some of the attrition started to really happen. It was pretty evident that, um, you know, you had a, you had a good ride there on Saturday night. 
Yeah. yeah it, was, uh, it was interesting in the beginning. Sorry. It, you know, because the first lap when they took the initial green flag, uh, I know you said you watched my videos, is that they went down in turns one and two and they were four wide. And I'm like, oh boy, this, this is not a good start. You know, this, the starts get a little hairy and that's what gets me nervous is watching the starts. Once they thin out a little bit and get going, then it's, you know, a little easier to take a breath. But you almost got to hold your breath in the beginning and it's like, it gets so crazy. For real. And even with 51 cars, Rod and I were talking, we had drivers that a lot of us were not familiar with racing against. We also had a lot of rookies and we didn't really have any accidents whatsoever. All the drivers did a really nice job. Um, so that was, I was really impressed. Um, Christian, so I was surprised to hear, I guess I didn't realize it was your first win in Pennsylvania. Every time you guys uh, travel here, it seems like you have strong runs. You, you've had nine top fives with the PA Sprint Series, but to start off uh, this season uh, with a win, like what was different? I think, you know, we took a lot of good notes last year and, you know, we've been working hard all winter long on, on reading them notes and, and, and applying them. And I think we just put everything together so perfectly that just out of the gate, we're, we're pretty much spot on. And how much, um, you know, who is your brother, your crew chief, or I know he has a large involvement there, or how does that work with the family dynamics? Yeah, uh, Ryan, my brother, uh, he, he pretty much takes care of everything during the week uh, from, you know, checking valves to inject, cleaning the injection and, and making sure, you know, everything's maintained and, and ready to go every week. So Sounds like a good guy for the job, isn't he? Didn't he win an award recently in some auto automotive school or something? Yeah, he goes to a c-tech program for high school it's called it the, the school is called BOCES and uh it's so half of his school day he goes to BOCES and he takes auto mechanics and he he went for the New York State auto competition and it's a two-person team and him and his partner actually won the regional competition for New York State and then they went to the states uh, a month later but after winning the regional they had to basically pick out of a hat uh, what car they were going to work on. So they ended up drawing a Chevy Malibu. So he ended up going and working at a, a Chevy, a local Chevy dealership here for a month and just worked on a Chevy Malibu the whole time. The teacher would come in each night and, and put a bunch of bugs in the car and, and mess it all up on him. And then him and his partner had to come in each morning and, and basically debug the car and figure out what's wrong with it and why it's wrong. And they, you know, they couldn't just jump right to oh well it's a bulb out they had to kind of go through the procedures of find out what would cause that kind of problem so he's a pretty smart kid for an 18 year old he's uh he's got his act together but he uh he's got some good tutelage as well and I'm, I'm sure you know of uh john matrafalo oh yeah and yep john is good friends with us and and john really has taken ryan under his wing per se and uh really taught him quite a bit he now Ryan does, like Christian was saying, Ryan does the valves. He does the injection. I mean, there really isn't anything that Ryan doesn't do on the car. I mean, he, he truly is an amazing kid, and he has a heart and a passion for it. Like, you know, a lot of people love racing, but that's all that kid does is eat, drink, sleep, sprint cars, you know? Wow, that sounds like amazing training. Now, has he ever driven anything, or uh, Christian, have you been the family driver? No, he uh... – he ran one when we were younger. We uh, both started out in go karts on the asphalt. We ran a lot of road course stuff, 
And uh, he ran for a while, but he, he was more interested in, in working on it more or less than driving it. But, you know, he, he does run here and there once in a while when he wants to get back into it. He'll, we'll rent a cart and, and he'll go run, you know, a Sunday at uh, our local track here. I think I think that the the importance of of uh, an extra a, a really skilled crew help um, and just another body um, is huge. I I uh, I've often said there uh, I think more teams get out of racing because of help than they do from money. Certainly this this thing um, you know so many times you know you have to have a couple of people and. And do that maintenance and do it right so that you're not you know hurting parts and having a having a problem so you know to have a, a family effort and and uh you know everybody pitching in in their own way uh and to have somebody that's really skilled like that and mentor and mentors like uh you know john matrafilio you're not you're not gonna get any better than that right <laughs> no not for sure he uh he definitely has taught ryan quite a bit and you know, he's Ryan's like a little sponge. He takes it all in and, and listens to what people tell him. He's on the phone all week. I mean, that's he, he calls different people to kind of just pick their brains and bounce ideas off of, you know, if a situation was this, what would you do? And, you know, just like I say, he's just tireless at what he does. He's He certainly has a, a big part of our racing efforts. And like you say, to get help. If it wasn't for, you know, us doing it as a family, we just couldn't do it. It's just, it, there's a lot that goes in, into the car during the week behind the scenes that a lot of the fans, you know, certainly don't see. They see, you know, what happens at the racetrack, but nobody sees what goes on behind closed doors during the week to get you to that point. Yep. So did, um, did your brother is Ryan, correct? Yes. Um, so did he play a role then in the decision to just concentrate on the sprint car? Because, up until I think this season, weren't you doing double duty sportsman modified up in New York? Uh, yeah, we were, we were running both. Uh, you know, when we first came down to pass, I think it was what, two years ago. Yeah. We, when we started running with you guys, we, after a few races, we, we wanted to run full time with you guys and, you know, an opportunity last year just fell in place where, you know, we were able to get back to a, kind of where we came from where it all you know dirt started for us and you know we got a good piece of equipment that we were driving and but we we just wanted to get back to what we were doing we wanted to focus we had such a good good year last year that we just wanted to put every all our eggs into that basket and and try to run for a championship this year that was going to be one of our next start. questions yeah <laughs> yeah you're off to a good start you're leading so far yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's what I, I said. I talked about that in the ride home. I said, "Hey, not for nothing, but uh, just so you know, we're gonna we are the uh, leader of the PA Sprint Series right now for points. You know, I don't care if it's for one race or not. It's it's a pretty cool thing to be able to say that." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the and the national champion uh, unfortunately lost a uh, lost a motor there Saturday night, um, starting on the pole, um, dropped out. So um, you know, Ken is got himself and. A little bit of a hole starting out, but you know it's you say it's a long season. I think it'll be a shortened season, but um, uh, there's plenty of talent breathing down your neck that's going to be be coming at you, and um, it's definitely going to be an interesting year to, in that regard for sure. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think, like you said, it's a uh, you know a shortened season, and but there's still a lot of races. But 
don't, don't blink because it'll be over before you know it. It'll, the season will go by very fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's starting to, it's, it's definitely weird. It's really weird. Once it starts, especially for you guys, I would think your weekends must be a blur, uh, with all the traveling. What does it, what does a typical weekend look like for you? Like when do you, do you leave Saturday morning or do you leave Friday night? We, we usually leave Saturday morning. Uh, we'll load up usually, uh, depending on what night, if it's a Friday or a Saturday night, if it's a Saturday show, we'll load up and have everything to go Friday night. Just a matter of hopping in the truck and, and go. That's a pretty long ride home though. Do you stop or do you go straight back home? Uh, we, we drive straight home. We, yeah, <laughs> the only, the only time we stay down there is for double headers, triple headers. Well, they had about Probably. 17 people in the pits there the other night. I mean, they, they gotta have plenty of people to drive, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, usually in the truck, it's, you know, my father, my brother, and, uh, our other guy that helps us out, uh, Jesse, they all ride together. And then, uh, I drive me and my fiance, we drive ourselves with, uh, with the dog. So that way everybody's got room to yeah. not sit on top of each other. It's too, too long of a ride to be sitting on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know if I could if I could do that, stay awake the whole time. Listen, it's easy when you have a good night. Yeah, good your night adrenaline. Is, yeah, your adrenaline keeps you going. Like I said, yes. in that and a uh, couple uh, – two Orange Mountain Dews and a brownie, I was good to go for the ride <laughs> home. <laughs> there was no problem. <laughs> Wow. So, um, you know, once these tracks in Pennsylvania start, more of them start opening up, you know, uh, what are your, you said you mentioned chasing the Pennsylvania Sprint Series Championship. Uh, would you be coming, um, you know, to some of the smaller tracks as well or just focusing on certain tracks? Um, nope. We're, we plan on running uh, for Port Royals as well. I know, I, I believe each track runs a uh, championship for themselves. And then, uh, but we plan on running for port. We're definitely making every port show and every, almost every show that's on the schedule for pass as well. Yeah, just for, uh, where are we at? We're just now in June, right? So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, we yeah, think we, got, we got a lot of races. We we originally our schedule was going to be all nine races at Port, and then uh, we had four races at Path Valley, three at Sealands Grove, two Lincoln, one Grove, two Bedford, and three Baths. We had originally we had twenty four races that we had scheduled that we sat down in the beginning of the year to try to figure out okay what are we going to do because. We wanted to make sure we ran enough races so that we could qualify for the season points championship and still have a couple races if we had issues that we can have them as throwout races kind of thing to fall back on. So, you know, that was the intent right from the get-go this year is that, like Christian was saying earlier, is that, you know, we want to put all of our eggs in this basket and give it the best effort we possibly can and, and go for it. Yeah, it sounds like you have a good spread of tracks. Um, looks like you were at every, looks like you plan to be at every single track. And, um, you know, even though our schedule is shortened, 
I think uh, Rod was talking about, and even IMCA is talking about, you know, trying to decide what is that limit going to be for points? Is it still going to be 20 races or is it going to be less? So time will tell, right, Rod? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fluid thing. Once IMCA says something, and I think they will within the next couple of weeks, we'll probably put a number to it. But the other thing that I really don't know how to predict is, how far into the fall some of these places might try to run to offset what they lost in the spring. Um, yeah. You know, it's <clears throat> race saver, I think is in a good place because we're an affordable series um, with, with a lot of cars that can get out there. Um, and, uh, and certainly this is going to be a year that, uh, that the tracks need that. So, you know, we're going to be balancing it out. We're trying to, we're trying to work with um, Laurel Highlands and make sure that, we're, we're complementing their schedule with Heston going away um, and, and trying to make sure there's a race for somebody somewhere all over the state every weekend going forward. So I have another question because uh, you travel, what is like the, I guess, what is the average time it takes you to get to like Seals Grove or Port? Three and a half hours. Usually. Oh, that's it? Yeah, oh, it's I not. it was more. Yeah, that's enough. Trust that, me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, plenty. Yeah. plenty. But um, so um, your jobs allow you to like take off early or something on a Friday. Do you have a? Don't you have a uh, your own business? I do. Me and my wife bought our own business last year, so it, we got it. we talked to the boss and and, and made made some uh, adjustments in our scheduling so that we got would accommodate so we could go racing. So. We, boss we, we as in your that wife? What's that? Boss as in your wife? Yeah, yeah. The, the wife is the boss. Even though she don't cut you, nobody, you guys will probably never meet her because she's uh she doesn't really like going to the track, but she does everything you know to get us to the track. She uh she's very devoted as far as making sure we're all packed up and what we need to get on the road and go. But she's not really uh into sitting at the track and hanging out all day. She's like, oh, I'd rather sit at the pool and hang out. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. That's well, a, that's another important uh, crew member, another element that uh, you need to be able to keep racing. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yes, for sure. Happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> that's right. So she makes the sacrifice all summer when we go racing. And then, you know, she really does. She makes a lot of sacrifices when that goes. And you guys all know that being married. Yep. So. Uh, racing certainly takes up a great deal of your time and you know and if you're going to do it that's what it consists of but uh comes winter time you know I try to make up some of that lost time and do everything that she asks of me so that you know we try to balance it out a little bit you know to keep everybody uh, happy as we can you know nice now uh Christian aren't aren't you engaged uh I am uh, all right yeah you know, we got engaged over the over the winter uh couple weeks before Christmas so we uh we we have our uh our son is getting married in the fall and they're kind of sweating out the venue stuff um you know oh, yeah. it's been been a weird year that way so um uh a lot of people that you know hope to have a wedding got a real bump in the road this year so oh, for sure yeah that's not going to be an easy thing to accomplish for anybody trying to get married that's for sure well, if Christian's chasing the point title, he can't be uh, getting married on a race night anyway. Yeah, it's going to have to be a Sunday or a Wednesday. Sunday can reflect with racing. She knows that. we got to work around that. All right. 
Well, guys, we, uh, Christian and AJ, we really appreciated having you on the show. Appreciate you guys for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank you again because, you know, one thing, too, I, I, I meant to mention, too, is that, you know, which was really cool and, and, again, which is draws us again back to you guys is that after the race was over, the, the respect that everybody has for each other down there, I thought it was just really cool. A lot of the drivers came over to not only congratulate Christian, but, you know, me, Ryan, and Jesse as well, you know, and Alex, you know, to say what a good job that we did and that they were happy for us because, you know, we've been really digging hard for the last – couple years to try to get to Saturday night and uh thank God it finally happened that that was a big weight off our shoulders you know yeah I, I uh yeah it, it, we're really good that way and um you know personally I was I was happy to see it I'm always I always say my favorite driver is the one that hasn't won ever and my second favorite driver is the one that hasn't won this year um, but, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate it. I know you guys have been over uh, backwards to, to stay race saver uh, because you didn't have a region there in, in New York and a lot of places that you wanted to, to race. Um, and, and you've, you've made that, uh, that sacrifice and that commitment to, to keep running race saver. And it was, um, you know, it's great to see, it's great to see, uh, teams like you guys, uh, getting to uh, you know accomplish your dreams and have those moments. So um, you know, let's let's hope uh, you get a few more. Well, hopefully things will start clicking off now. Hopefully. <laughs> well, we do appreciate all the time and effort that you guys all put into it as well. Because yeah, you know, it, with, you know, listen, I mentioned you know yourself, Stephanie, and and Dave, but I'm sure there's many many other people behind the scenes as well that go into making a show go off like it does and you guys make it look pretty much easy as can be. So you guys got a lot to proud to be about your series that you do because you certainly put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. You guys always do a good job. weekend. We talk, like talk like I got models. Yeah. Share, sharing in this, uh, sharing in these moments is, uh, is, you know, payment enough. That's, that's for sure. It's uh, yeah. was, it was a great, uh, great uh, time there Saturday night. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it again real soon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that might, you're going to give us uh, some of the other guys a chance here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll see you Saturday. No, unfortunately, Christian oh. has to work. So oh, we can't make it. I know we can't make it this week. That's such a big bummer because we really would love to come and, and run there Repeat. again. But. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that's, uh, but... somebody else is licking their chops for that opportunity now. They're going to find out you're not going to be there. So, um, family comes first, and that's that's at this part. This deal's all you know wraps up to be too. So, um, we certainly understand that. Well, we will see you the following week at Path Valley, though. Great, great. Gotcha. We'll see you then. I got confirmation today. We're good to go. So, excellent. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. Now, Rod, let's talk about what's coming up this weekend. Um, we're on the schedule for Sealands Grove again. Uh, I know you had some discussion with them during the week here. Do you want to share uh, anything about that? Yeah, um, uh, we're back there at Sealands Grove again this week. Um, they, uh, as I said, Steve Inch said that. Um, uh, he's going to stick with that, uh, paying the, the B main. What we do is if we get over 32 cars, uh, we ask the track to pay a hundred bucks for the drivers have to run the B main. 
um, instead of the tow money. Uh, just just a couple bucks more. They had to run another race uh, again, spreading that out. So, you know that that pads uh, pads the purse a little bit more. Um, additionally, if we do reach that uh, over 32 number, uh, they said that uh, we they would bump the purse to uh, 400 to win, 200 to start, um, which is uh, hundreds, hundreds more than our regular purse. I think it takes us over 5,000. And if you figure uh, those things in combination, if we get uh, say 40 cars, that's raising the purse over our normal. It's paying out uh, almost $7,000, 6,500, $7,000. Um, we have the purse calculator on a web page. You can you can look at how that works for us, but um, you know it's it's a little money everywhere, and everybody can use it. Great. Um, and then after Seals Grove, uh, what do you think? Uh, tentatively, well, originally we were scheduled to be at Path and then Port. Uh, do you think that that will be happening? Yeah, I reached out to John Winsett about uh, Path Valley and. Um, he said, we're definitely on a schedule, um, you know, not this weekend, but the following weekend. So, um, you know, everybody would be uh, looking forward to first race of the season in June at the little track with big action. Um, hopefully get a, a good car count there. I, I was wondering, they had so many cars there this week, if they would be cutting back on division, but John did verify that we'd be, we'd be on the schedule. Um, uh, I think Robbie has something going on then. I think this weekend, Robbie, like Laurel Highlands? Well, yeah, Laurel Highlands uh, has have a, a race scheduled for next weekend. He's still waiting, to, I think, to get confirmed. Um, this weekend, um, uh, Virginia Sprint Series gets going at Dixieland, and uh, oh. uh, Carolina Sprint uh, Tour is going to uh, give it a shot again on Saturday night at Fayetteville. So, um, you know, some drivers will be able to do a Friday night at Dixieland and, and then head on down to Fayetteville. And uh, hopefully next week or pretty soon we get uh, Laurel Highlands up and running and maybe uh, uh, I don't think Clinton County's running. However, I Bedford has booked a, ra a race um, uh, later in the month on a Friday. So there's, there's some opportunities coming up at some uh, good places. Well, Rod, I know that now that racing's back up and running, uh, we're, and you're, you're back to working in your actual place of employment and your sign business is picking up. So I'm not quite sure how often these podcasts will be occurring, uh, but we're going to try to keep them as regular as possible. Yeah, I think uh, if we can just, uh, we got a couple of guests lined up that we, we think we'd like to talk to. We'll see how our timing goes each week. It's a commitment that you and I have made that hopefully we can we can stick to, if not on a, you know, maybe like a bi-weekly basis or if it's an easy um, to, to try and get it done a little more often, but uh, it's, we're just going to have to go with the flow, see how, how busy life gets. <laughs> All right. So um, we'll be at Seal and Scrove this weekend. Yep. Sounds good. This is Rod Ort. Thanks again to Stephanie for putting all this together uh, with another good show. And thanks to the Rumseys for coming on and sharing their incredible story from this week. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at the races again this coming weekend and hopefully more regular rest of the summer. Don't forget to 
subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we're now on iTunes, if you use iTunes. And uh, we'll see you at the races soon. Thanks for letting us come out to play.